Hey everybody, what's up? It's Lori Burris with the Catch a Pocket Podcast, and today, episode number four, and I made it to episode number four, the skin of my teeth. Love, I love, love, love doing this, by the way. Thanks for anyone who's listening. Today, we're going to talk about an art life. So basically, my sister is an artist, and she's a Wichita native, and she was working on a sculpture that she has at the Wichita Library and while she was here I asked her would she come in and visit with me maybe tell an inspirational story about art so episode 4 is with my sister Lisa Runstrom formerly Wichita State now SCAD rock on check it out enjoy it Thanks, Lisa, for coming in, and I'm glad you came in. You're welcome, And sis. you came a long way, <laughs> all the way from Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. Where it's warm and not like here, no. where it's cold. It's really cold here. So, you've been working in the art industry since you started working, pretty much, or is that something that came later? Right. I did not start working in the art industry right out of high school. I started, um, my first semester in college was in engineering, and I quit. (laughs) I was uh, persuaded to maybe follow that instead. Um, I was told it would be really difficult uh, to be successful in the arts, Mm -hmm. and very few people really made it. And our dad was one of those people who was... I was going to say, (laughs) This sounds really familiar, right. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, at the time I was resentful about it, but later in life I I reflected, you know, I I knew that he cared. He wanted me to have a career that Had your best interest in his heart. So you have to kind of keep that in mind when you're thinking, oh, they don't believe in me, you know. Right. (laughs) It's like... No, he wants you to do something practical. And I came to find out I was not very practical. So. Well, in different ways. <laughs> in we different all have ways. our own. Right. So, but thing. you have to find that out. Right. You don't know. So you try. I tried. I tried the engineering thing, and, and I wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. And so I quit college and went and followed my path for a little bit and just worked and supported myself Mm -hmm. and I the one of the weird things is I worked two different jobs that happened to influence my art making later I worked for a company called IFR and I soldered little circuitry there and (laughs) I I know and um I also worked for a plastics factory Mm. in Hayesville (laughs) right right and so that was interesting because I did a lot of plastic fabrication right. later and stuff. So anyway. Like assembly line work and yeah, stuff like, like that? Yeah, like assembly line okay. work. Right. So anyway, so I, I did that and then I went back to school. As for art. Right, for art. I, so in, after those two like sweatshop jobs, basically. Right. I, terrible jobs. Terrible jobs. Loves. and Yeah, right. They were terrible. Um I got a job at a fitness company and they promoted me and they um, had a lot of confidence in me and that was something that was a big influence like it wasn't what I did because they were a business and you Mm -hmm. know they had business degrees and that kind of stuff but 
that they thought that I was skilled and that I could do what they wanted me to do. And so mm-hmm. I built a lot of confidence in me. And when that happened, I decided then on my own <laughs> to go right. back and study art. Because that's what I had originally wanted to do. You continued to work for them and go back to school. And then right. I when started it became part-time. too much, then you went just to school or... No, actually what happened is I uh, met the person who was to be my husband, who was Kirk. Kirk. And Mm -hmm. um, so I met him during that time. Right. And he was an artist. And then another influence happened where... You know, he really kind of followed his dream, and he, you know, set that model. Kind of set kind that of. model, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also had a lot of um, kind of belief in my ability and that kind of thing, which it wasn't really so much, you know, a validation, but like an affirmation. You uh-huh. know, like sure. this person kind of gets me, and they understand kind of what I'm definitely, you yeah. know, trying to you do here, him, so, right? Yeah. And so then, yeah, I married him. So yeah. uh, at some point, it became more than that, you know, just this connection with mm-hmm. arts. But it, you know, was we created a family and all that stuff together, but, right? You know, so another influence, and so that kind of pushed me. I'd already gone back to Wichita State, so Mm -hmm. I started back into college before I met him, and then after that, you know, I meet this person who's basically living mostly on, you know, trying to be a musician uh, and and odd jobs in between, and, you know, you're familiar with this whole story. I am, but the rest of the world isn't, so I'll, I'll let I'll yeah. let it slide, you know, so I'm just like, yes, yes I was yes, there. I was there. I saw the whole thing yeah, happening. Framing um, with Chris Fry. And, yeah, framing uh, with Chris Fry. And I was married during that time, time too, too. Yeah, someone else. Yeah. Framing with Chris, Chris Fry. Fry. <laughs> right, right. The the pirate. Yeah, uh, the, yar. The, the, the pirate framing crew. Right? Yes. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was all going on. And... Um, and then I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of this deciding time of, did I want to go on this career path with this company? Did I want to stay part-time or did mm-hmm. I want to? And the company was going through all these changes and I was, you know, just decided I'm You're going to pursue your dream. I'm going to pursue my dream. And I did. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the dropping off point. Right. So there was something that happened there where... One, I remember I had a huge identity crisis because mm-hmm. one day I'm making really good money and I'm single and I'm administrative corporate job. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a year later, I'm pregnant, I'm unemployed. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, life has taken its turn. Right. And, you know, and, and art is what's propelling you or, propelling or giving me. you your yeah. inspiration. Yeah. And so um, it took kind of this letting go of an old belief and mm-hmm. and embracing this idea that I could do this and, you know, right. and there was a lot and of doubt. And you had people saying there. you could do it and <laughs> yeah. then other people saying you can't you do shouldn't it, you do shouldn't this. do this, right, right. And so you're I trying to weigh I won't say what I was saying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> I was very positive, guys. Right, right, right. Yes. 
Um, but that, I mean, that was kind of what was going on. And, and that was a big turning point in my life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, anyway, is that kind of, yeah. And, and, and then, then from you that graduated point on, at that point with the bachelor's in fine arts. Right. And then State. you decided you were going to go even further with your degree and get a master's. Right. And so you applied for programs and you were accepted at Virginia Commonwealth. Is right. that correct? That's correct. And that was another come to Jesus moment for me. Right. <laughs> you you know? have to leave everything. You got to leave and everything. And, you know, for a couple of reasons. And one, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, my relationship with Kirk and kind of how that propelled me. It also was a very artistically competitive relationship for time. And so there mm -hmm. was, I always had a hard time, you know, voicing my wants, my needs, you know, sure, what I, you yeah. know, and I think that's very common for especially a lot of women, but just people. People are mm -hmm. people pleasers, and I heard... Women a lot of times mm -hmm. will take the back seat because they have to care for the children. Right, or uh, they're used to doing that because culturally, culturally that's something that we do. Of right, you. right. Mm -hmm. So at that point... Um, you know, I was coming up on graduation and I really wanted to go to grad school. And mm -hmm. this was, I think, the first time Kirk and I really had a conflict about interest. You know, mm -hmm. here he was with his band that was... And that uh, split lip at that, that point? That was split lip, right. This was after Scrope Belly. Right. And split lip was really, you know, doing well and, um, you know, pretty much the height of their career and... And um, I'm wanting to leave. I'm right. Wanting, and, and, you know, you You're have wanting to, go to further your my investment career, right. into yourself. Right. So that you can teach. Is that what you're Right. You're so thinking? that's what I was thinking. I was thinking if I can teach, it won't be as um, low security for, right. you know, for my, for your for children. My children. Right. right. I can always as, provide for them. Depending on gigs and being kind of. When Kirk would play, a lot of times you would be at home, right. so you would be separated at that those times. Right. And it could be a lot of time. That could be hundreds of gigs a year. Right. It was, we kind of figured it out the last year, because he also had side projects mm -hmm. and solo projects. And oh, sure, yeah. so um, the last couple years of his life, he toured about 268 days a year. Whoa. Yeah, which is a lot. And yeah. so... You know, for me, where where do I fall into that? You know, yeah, I can't just follow and, him around. Right. <laughs> and, you know, so it's kind of like this thing, like, mm -hmm. you're gone anyway. You can make that work from anywhere. Where? So let's make it work from me. Virginia. <laughs> yeah, let's make it work from Virginia. Yeah. Let's try a new one. If we one. can. Yeah. And, and I really was kind of, and not in a, I don't believe a selfish way, but in a way that a person needs to do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I needed to improve and uh, right, continue. Right. I need to continue my, right. my craft and to, to be able to study under different people with different philosophies. Right. And that kind it of had thing been too. a lot of, you know, my undergrad took me a long time. I mm -hmm. had two children. I started part-time and then went up to full-time. Right. And, you know, I was having exhibitions, like solo exhibitions, by the time I was graduating. Right, so right. It was... Which isn't everyone that does that. Right. It so. was... It was 
um, a lot more time for me to put a body of work together and, right. and have a community and, you know, became right. really enmeshed with Fish House and, you know, right. other groups, art, artist groups here in town. So Sure. So then you went and got your master's in Virginia and that took uh, two years? Yeah, that took two years. It mm-hmm. was an accelerated program, so a right. lot of them are three-year programs, but this was a two-year. And, um, you know, first I had to go through application process, which is it's really hard to get into some of these mm-hmm. big league schools. And, and um, I didn't know if I could do it, really. Mm-hmm. Is this all right? Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's fine. so... A friend of mine, I met Kristen Beal at that time, and Kristen had two kids, and I had two Kristen kids. Kristen was here in Wichita, right? Yeah, she and then you came. Both kind of went out yeah, there. she had um, gone to the Art Institute, Kansas City Art Institute, and came to Wichita State to finish her degree. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to know if I was going to grad school, and I was applying. I was getting ready to apply, so we weren't really good friends. We had just kind of met. And same classes and same things. classes and you know kind of on the same um, yeah I love Kristen I, I think know. I need to ask her to come <laughs> yeah, on the she'll, show she'll be great okay. yeah, so so we she, I, what I love about Kristen is she's an instigator you know and she right. really and keeps the flame, keeps the flame the yeah right yeah in, in a kettle. good way yeah. you know I don't mean that and I mean that in this most she keeps you she, like energized she keeps you engaged in it she keeps and she's um you know kind of looking forward all the time it's never like yeah being complacent with Mm -hmm. where I'm at right this oh yeah I love some of the projects that she does here just with all the community and things like that. right all the engagement and um so Kristen wanted me to apply to schools with her Mm -hmm. so that we could Go together. Go together. And so you'd know someone. So I'd know someone. Mm-hmm. And she pitched it to me. Right. <laughs> like this Thelma and Louise, we're going to go and we're it's going to be great. And I got your back, girl. And, <laughs> and she did it. And she did it. Yeah. And, and she said, where are you applying? And mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm applying to these. And at the time, I could only afford to apply to just a few schools. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I wasn't applying to anything practical. I was applying to, you know, CalArts and... You know, okay, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, so Just Chicago artists. Kind of a proximity thing for you. Was right. You going, what you could afford in, and, in a place where you'd want to go. Right, in places where I wanted to be. And VCU was my, you know, top three. They mm-hmm. were my top three. So I didn't... I wasn't really thinking small or thinking... You were just thinking, I don't want to be so far indebted by the end of this that I can't. No, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking reasonably. (laughs) (laughs) But you weren't going, yeah, Juilliard or anything like that. No, I, I was. You to me? No, I was. That's exactly what I was thinking. And and to me, VCU, VCU was a Juilliard, Juilliard. right? And their program, uh, their program was ranked fifth in the nation for sculpture. Right, cool. and I'd met. I had a connection to them okay. because Barry Badgett, who's uh-huh. the head of sculpture at Wichita State, 
went there as an undergrad and he ah. had brought some of their faculty here as visiting artists, Lester Van Winkle. Here in Wichita? Yeah, here okay. in Wichita. So I'd met one of them. Them, so you had a connection, connection there. there. And he really Two or three connections. Right. And he really liked my work. Mm-hmm. This guy Lester. I meet this guy Lester. He comes as a visiting artist mm-hmm. to Wichita State. He loves my work. He asked me if these certain people are my influences and and super supportive. Mm-hmm. And he leaves and goes home. To Virginia. To Virginia. Okay. And he teaches at VCU. Okay. So Kristen says, we've been shortlisted or waitlisted, you know, mm-hmm. which means that you're not the top pick. But, but you're, if they don't pick it and they drop out, out, then you get Then you in. get the slot. Okay. Right? Cool. Which is very promising. Yeah. Right. She says, we should go to VCU. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, my husband is not going to want to watch our kids while well, we I go, go to, school. to VCU. Well, I go drive to VCU to visit them. Like how? I'm, oh, yeah. And she says, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, let's just Mom go. Mom and dad will watch them. Mom and dad will watch them. <laughs> That's right. I was like, okay. And so we did. We mm-hmm. she talked me into and going. You went and visited the school, and, and I went and visited the school. And I walked in, and I met Joe Seipel, who was the head of the sculpture program, who's like the dean now. Uh-huh. Um, he um, liked me a lot, and we connected with our work. And then uh-huh. I met another uh, woman named Elizabeth King, who's one of my kind of heroes in art making. Um, wow. And then, um, so you were like in awe and stuff. Yeah, and then I met Lester mm-hmm. again, who I'd met before. Okay. So I was kind of in with them. Yeah, and Joe offered me a position the next day. A He's, spot, a in spot the in their program, in their master's, in program. their master's program. And when you do that, you have to work or anything. With, yeah, for you them? teach uh-huh. and you. Um, you know, you have extensive study. You do seminars. Do you have you to meet do with visiting artists. And... You do exhibitions, mm-hmm. right? So, okay. um, but it's an accelerated program, so, so you don't have a lot of time right. to. You're teaching and learning as much as you can, and <laughs> right. doing what they tell you to do. Right. That's it. Yeah, you do whatever they say. And getting speeding tickets. And getting speeding tickets. speeding tickets. <laughs> That's right. And having panic attacks and yeah. smoking lots of cigarettes. Yes. Right? <laughs> I, I remember. Okay. Um, right. So then after uh, Virginia, and you got your master's, mm-hmm. and it was time to move home. Or you didn't know where the future held, but it was time to move home. Right. It was time to move home. And back to Wichita. Back to Wichita. And that, of course... You know this, the listeners don't know this, but that was a really turbulent time for me, a very difficult with your time marriage. with my marriage. Right? right. And so it was uh, kind of falling apart, and I come back to Wichita, finish my degree, really excited, and kind of mm-hmm. on top of the world with my career. And, and at just, the bottom with the, with with the, the marriage, marriage right yeah, then. Yeah, right. Yeah. So... I do remember. Yes, I'm sure you do. As I came to your house. Yes, with dogs. <laughs> with dogs. <laughs> and babies. And babies. Know, my, and right. It was right. cool. I was glad to have you back. I, right. You know, I was, it was glad really to be home. It's really hard to be away from your sister when you've been around, you know, for the most part, all your life. You right. Know? Close. So, yeah, I was really like, 
uh, I'm missing mm-hmm. you. So right. Anyway, but I was upset about your relationship status and stuff. Like right. That. So it wasn't that was that was not good, and so and that kind of continued, and you know that continued to be mm. uh, something that I would have to contend with. I think until. Kirk's death, mm-hmm. you know? pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Last couple of years was tame, right? In comparison, right? So it was difficult, and you know, a lot of stress, a lot of distraction mm-hmm. from um, our careers, from life. Mm-hmm. Some, some, some of the positive things that were happening because there were a lot of good things going on as well. But um, we ended up splitting up, mm-hmm. and um, Wichita State. I had applied for just adjunct teaching there. Right. I came home, and I they gave me a position. And and, I, and from there, you did that for many years. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and produced art and worked with um, the Fish House. Mm-hmm. Um, they let you do exhibitions mm-hmm. every other year or something. Right. For right. Ever. You Super know? supportive. Yeah. Right. Right, a and super then, supportive community here, and people right. really responding to the work. Um, right, you know, uh, there were also faculty exhibitions there, some included in kind of, you know, what's right. happening with and the faculty. And you're getting your teaching chops mm-hmm. like really right. honed in. Right, absolutely. During that time, yeah, and some really interesting transitions started to happen. And Kristen came back too. Mm-hmm. Kristen came back as well, and. Um, and you guys continued your friendship and right everything and, and, and your she worked at she does work at Wichita she State. She does now. She um actually has um the position that I was in when I left okay, to go that's to right. Savannah College of which Art Design. Which is shift space? Which is shift space, right. Okay. And she's teaching as well. And that's kind of what I was doing. I was doing two right um half time positions there when I left. But, so yeah, so you did that and kind of raised your girls yeah I raised the kids and the teaching component Mm -hmm. to me became really important Mm -hmm. and at that point you know it had always been the art kind of driving um my interest in like how to convey messages and meaning and what am I trying to you know give the viewer what am I as the artist as the artist right Mm -hmm. and as I um started teaching and continued teaching this relationship with my students um to me i can't i make art about what's happening in my life right and that became really important to me like community engagement right how i'm you know providing information or service or doing right and what i'm doing to improve upon my situation or my my environment right and help other people how can i how do they show them how to do the same thing because i started really feeling like a mentor okay right so i kind of started really coming into your own right absolutely as an artist and and as a teacher that was really important to me to Mm -hmm. kind of switch roles yeah yeah and to it was like the step that it took right to start a new a career for you basically right and and you know I think it's just in the way that you see yourself and Mm -hmm. and how you know what it is that I'm trying to accomplish here I'm trying to 
um, instead of being the sponge who's trying to, you know, take everything that I can and learn as much as I can. It's more of what can I give them, you know, right. what, how do right. I... How do Instead I? Instead of taking, you're, you're trying, you're to, trying give. to give. You're trying to give and become effective mm-hmm. at that, which is an art in and of itself. You're, you you're not kidding there. Yeah. Um, I'm learning a lot doing this podcast. <laughs> I really am because I try to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I hate it. That's all right. That's but all right. You're into it. It's cool. <laughs> okay. So that's pretty much your career mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. I mean, the real quick, quick and fast yeah. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, do you have any story of something involving your life or career or art that you'd like to share that would maybe help someone else or right. be uh, inspirational in some way? And I, or that was inspirational to you? Right. And we talked about this. I've listened to the other podcast, by mm-hmm. the way. So, okay, great. You know, I was uh, interested and I really like the looseness of the format because, you know, a lot of times you'll do interviews and, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like it has to or be this or, right. We're trying to do this thing mm-hmm. or that thing. Right. And so it's cool. We can just talk about whatever. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned that and I immediately thought about Lester which is kind of yes, why yes. that came up a minute ago, and Lester's one of was one of my ended up being my professor at VCU, one of several professors I had at VCU, and the same one who came to Wichita State and visited, responded to the work. He so, was friends with Barry Badger. Barry. He was actually his professor. And Barry's woodworker, a sculptor. If you don't know that, mm. so we're talking about sculpture. And artists that do sculpture and design type projects. Right. And so, you know, I had worked under Barry. Barry had been my professor the last couple years of mm-hmm. my uh, undergrad. And so we were kind of in this school together with, um, you know, his professors from BCU. And, and so I ended up being a teaching assistant for Lester okay. at BCU. Cool. And I loved it. And yeah. Lester is um, just this amazing guy. He's now retired. He lives, uh, I think, in the Carolinas. Oh, I'm probably wrong. Oh, uh, <laughs> he's from Texas. I definitely know that. Okay. I know With he a lives, name like Lester. Right. You have to be from Texas. He's from Texas. Right. Okay. Anyway, Lester Van Winkle. <laughs> and uh, Lester had Lester's Laws. Right, so he had all these like rules that he wouldn't let his students do. Okay, like I'm not gonna let you paint everything white, I'm not gonna let you paint everything <laughs> black, I'm not gonna let you paint everything gray. Right? Okay, right, you're not gonna get a that's a cop out, monochrome, <laughs> right? <cop-out. laughs> right? Uh, no baby doll heads in the sculpture. <laughs> uh, I love them already, <laughs> right. Uh, I don't want to see a heart or a flower on anything, oh. <laughs> right? Oh. Let's get rid of the cliche. I've seen it, believe it or not, you know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. And, and there were just bare bones, not judgments. They're just right. facts. These are just things are not acceptable <laughs> at this level. At this level, right. So we can right. go on and revisit those. Everything's an exception. There's an exception to all the rules, but... Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I got to teach with Lester. He shared his teaching 
uh, criteria and format and method with me, which I grade all my students with. The same thing the same right exact now. same thing right now. Awesome. I've taught every grad student that I have mentored the mm -hmm. exact same thing. In, it, are they in master's program? Yeah, they're in master's program. So well, not where I'm at now. When right. I was at Wichita State, I would have you TAs would have, who okay. would assist me in all my classes. And that was one of the other great things about Wichita State is they let me teach Master's program. Master's program, a wide variety of courses, right. develop courses. Oh, wow. It was So it you was had a lot more uh, freedom to kind of be creative there? Right. Anything within my degree, right. you know, was something that And if you could put it to. together to them well, I could a put a syllabi together sell. and it would fit in the criteria of the... They would yeah, approve it. They would approve it. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So super supportive, right? Right. Um, you don't get that everywhere. Um, no. <laughs> so I end up teaching with Lester. Lester shares this info with me. I share it with my students, my mm -hmm. grad students. And um, But one time we were at CAA, which is College Art Association. Um, it's a big conference that we have um, where it's basically a job fair in a lot of ways. Okay. Where every major university looking to fill a position comes and they interview candidates for those positions for the okay. upcoming year it costs a lot and to it costs a lot and... well it costs a fee it depends on if you're a professor right. student and all that stuff but anyway people come from all over the country so they can do kind of this mass interviewing process and then there's also this huge conference that talks about teaching techniques and okay. all kinds of seminars and things you know that interest specific areas of academia right sure so vcu would always go mm -hmm. and i think this was i was right out of grad school this was like the year following grad school so i was teaching at wichita state and um so i the vcu would always have this huge party with an open bar mm -hmm. and everybody would come to it okay because they would it's free drinks. It's free drinks. I mean, yeah. it was just wall-to-wall -wall people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? right. So Kristen is with me, right? Right. <laughs> we go back to the VCU party. Lester's there. Uh-huh. Um, and we're all, like, real happy to see each other. Right. It's been a couple years or a year since we've seen each other. and um, Just catching up and having a good time. Right, catching up, having a good time. And Lester is you know he's really fond of me and and he's super supportive and mm -hmm. you know and so he pulls me aside you know we're talking we're chit-chatting he pulls me aside and he says runs from you know because that's what we do we yeah <laughs> so i'm like what lester and he says you know do you know who ted williams is and uh i was like yeah i think he's like one of the top batters has one of the top batting averages he's a baseball player and yeah, yeah he's like yeah yep yeah, yep yeah, that's him that's him, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he says well you know you know what ted williams would do every time he'd step up to the plate and i of course don't know what right. he's gonna <laughs> say at all and so i'm like no lester i have no idea and he says he would say I'm Ted M.F. Williams. You can cuss. Oh, <laughs> I'm can... Ted motherfucking Williams. Yeah. And this one's going out of the park. And 
he stops and he looks at me and he says, Lisa, you can hit it out of the park, but you don't think you can. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he said, you need to believe in yourself. And he said, most people believe in themselves, but they can't hit it out of the park. <laughs> so yeah. you really need to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You need because to be a Ted Williams. You need to be a Ted Williams. Right. You need to step up to the plate. You need to say, I'm Lisa motherfucking Runstrom, which my middle name is Marie Fletcher. Runstrom, which is MF, MF. Runstrom. <laughs> and, <That's cool. laughs> and this one's going out of the park. And he was really upset that I lacked confidence. Okay. Because he really was concerned that I was going to be overlooked. Because right, I you were allowing yourself to, to be, be overlooked. overlooked. Right. And um, he also was a real supporter in me pursuing my career and kind of saw mm-hmm. the dynamic in my I really love that. I really love that story so much. Yeah, and so and that was the one that came to mind when you were saying who influenced you because you know I didn't realize that I didn't know that I lacked confidence. Right. I didn't. Know, you know, I always thought you were thinking, hey, I'm okay with myself. Yeah, I'm okay with myself, and I have this ego that I you know can't control. Right. So I'm a, <laughs> I right. must be you know confident. Confident, right? Yeah. And that's not really what he was talking about. He's right. not talking about that kind it's of thing. It's when you're sitting there and, and you're selling your sculpture. Right. When you, you would lack confidence in your ability for that or, or what? No, I think he meant in life. In, in life general, itself. In life itself. And like my intuition mm. and my ability to draw from that, to mm-hmm. you know, to really know... And art is about that, you right. know, it's, it really isn't about to me so much. Yes, there's all this conceptual part, right? but it's drawing from something so deep within you that you have to trust in that. When you go into the studio, you really trust in that. Uh-huh. And I, tr- I would trust in it when I would be alone. And then, but when I would go out into public, you it, wouldn't come I off wouldn't like come, you were. Right. Trusting in yourself. I, and I was always, you know, I've heard other artists, there's this really great interview with Frank Gehry, and he talks about kind of his fight with this, too. Uh-huh. And he'd say, and there's this kind of paradox or, you know, this mm-hmm. thing where I want to, everyone to respect me and love my work and all this stuff, but I also want to be all shucks, you know, I'm no uh-huh. big deal, kind of embarrassed. Of, like once you get the attention, right? you don't you want, want to hide from the you attention. You want to hide from it, right. And it's really hard to kind of stand in your power and, and it not be an ego thing, uh-huh. and it just to be who you are. Right. It's just who I am. This is my art. I'm proud of it. And this is what inspired me and that kind of thing. Right. And 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 coming off confident and yet still making it relatable so people love it and want to buy it as well in in some ways, I think. Well, and, you know, it's like um, not making it something that is really about you necessarily. Mm. It's... um, it's a part of me or I brought it into being, mm-hmm. but we do it through kind of this connection and right. openness to other things. And so it's not really about me. 
right you know <laughs> when it comes down right. to it so i think that's it is to be able to you know have confidence and and strength but it to be in the right way you know so right. that it's you know you so it's you know. it's okay to to be smart <laughs> right it's, it's okay to know what you're okay talking about it's okay to know about. what you're talking about it's okay. it's okay not to you know well right and you and know? i think you know i kind of was raised in punk rock skater culture where mm-hmm. you know it's like f the system and right and uh, you know and i don't so you wanna... had a good attitude going yeah, right. <laughs> right but then you would have to get in front of a crowd and you can't f the system while you're trying to right. tell people a lecture or something like right, that right and you can but and there was a lot more going on mm-hmm. and you can't just pretend that you're not addressing these things the work is right. talking about um, power structures mm-hmm. in society. It's talking about, you know, connection to other people. It's talking about metaphysical experience. You know, it's talking right. about things that... Only you might know if, right. if to the untrained, I might not. Mm-hmm. Like right. myself, I walk in and it's it looks like one thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I might get something great out of it, but it might not be the thing that you're thinking of when you create it right and but that's okay i mean that's part of part of art right (laughs) you know interpretation yeah so i don't know i think those things you know kind of finding out what what i lacked Mm -hmm. as much as you know my strengths i had another professor there uh liz king that i talked about Mm -hmm. and um who was amazing who always kept me right-sized and, Uh you know, would challenge me and be very specific about her questions. Did you hate her sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. When she'd answer my email, alas, Lisa, I hear from you. (laughs) 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 And she's, you know, really poking my rib. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So she had your yeah, number. Yeah, she had my number. Yeah, she was probably just like you. <laughs> she is. Okay, She's, I'm. I'm like her. I like to think. Okay. But anyway, Liz is amazing, and um, which one of our first critiques together. I came in and when I went to VCU, I made like my strongest work that I could make. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm kind of drawing from what I know, mm-hmm. and I make this gigantic lobby work thing that, you know, took me. A lot of time right you know, and and resources to, to you know create and she comes in to critique the work and she looks at it and she likes it you yeah. know she responds to it and she says so I get the feeling like this is your hot licks right so like if you were a, a guitarist yeah. right this would be the thing that, like, they give you the solo, and then you know all the this licks, and yeah. then this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and I was crushed. Right, right you know? sure. But in the same way, Lester motivated me with the, you know, come into yourself kind of confidence uh-huh. thing. Liz uh, motivated me in to think, what else can I do? Yeah. Maybe I am hiding behind 10 tricks or something. Right. <laughs> and that's sure. maybe that's all I know. I need to find out. Yeah. Right. And so I need to hone my skills. I need to hone bit. my skills, right? And yeah, diversify humbling, right? and right. Yeah, so when do you diversify and when do you hone, right? Right. When you, and that part of the process and at that point I needed to I 
abandoned. I'd been fabricating metal mm-hmm. for the last several years of my undergrad career and then also laminating other materials on metal frames and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I abandoned all that material. And right, started. and you went into plastics? Is that when you went into plastics? Yeah, I went into plastics, bamboo, electronics, light. Uh, light. Right. right, so all those things started to happen. And uh, all of which were unknown to me at that time. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, and um, you guys, you and your girls took a trip overseas this year, and um, you went to a lot of museums, and I saw you took a whole bunch of pictures of different mm-hmm. things, and I, and a lot of it was kind of a little bit like your style, but, you know, but we're talking at, you know, these huge art houses, the Louvre, whatever, you know. um. I think the one that you're talking about is the Map Museum uh, in Lisbon, which is uh, a technology, uh, museum of technology. So anyway, uh, it has a lot of that kind of space age. Yeah, I could see your work in that, you know. Oh, I could too. But I I think yours was better. Oh, so Yeah, um, yeah, you have a nice piece at the new Wichita Library, Mm -hmm. and it's, can you kind of talk about that for just a second? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this piece has been in the making for quite a long time, a couple years ago. um, A few artists were invited um, to do some proposals um, Mm -hmm. for the library, and they were looking for some integrated design uh, to go into this new facility and mm-hmm. and um, so I, I was one of those artists and um, and so I did a proposal and I had worked with John Harrison um, prior to this mm-hmm. on a few projects and John was kind of the magic um, behind a lot of the concepts you know had helped me um, and John, just kinda, John is electrical engineer, is that he's what he is? a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Tom McGuire, so there's there are two people that are working on this project with mm-hmm. me. Tom McGuire is the other one, and Tom is uh, more of the electrical engineer basis mm-hmm. uh, of, I mean, and they both consider themselves artists, mm-hmm. uh, engineers, um, musicians, fab, right, all of those things. Right. And we just have different strengths. And mm-hmm. um, so we all were kind of coming up with some concepts. And John had some concepts. And um, I had some concepts. And right. and um, it ended up where um, one of the concepts I was working on was selected. Mm-hmm. And then we agreed to continue just as to, a team. As a team. Right. To do that. and I'm, It looks really good. What's you. the name of that piece? Avian Migrations. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's about... Um, in a way, American Indians? Well, yeah, part of it started, the concept started at the time when the uh, Wichitan language was dying. So uh-huh. the very last Wichitan speaking person uh-huh. uh, that could speak the Wichita language um, had just passed away. Oh, okay. And so we were thinking about cycles. Mm-hmm. And life cycles. And they were like a, a tribe that would go with... Um, yeah, they were part of a collective tribe of... Um, there were many tribes. And some people say there were like eight tribes in the region. There's different mm-hmm. um, kind of research on it. But really right. there were um, rivers 
and the tribes would migrate in these region of the central plains for right? for hunting for and, hunt, and yeah, right weather and that kind of thing right and so you know i was looking at migration patterns mm -hmm. of people right and um as i was kind of researching that um john had been interested in the language itself and he was thinking about developing something audio that would maybe work with the um, the phonetics of the language itself oh, and okay. so he had one idea and i had this idea and uh -huh. so i was thinking about movements and and right. migrations and of course birds migrate and um so that was kind of where this concept started right. to come from and there were only certain locations that were needed you know they needed right. us to fill and so it was kind of site specific okay. so it would develop and this one here has a, a you know a, what is it called the the window? skylight skylight mm -hmm. and then it kind of is a, a hole that goes down to the first floor and and also right through it penetrates the second floor, the second floor and yeah. goes down into the first it's floor. it's really cool i just like it it's it's a really interesting space and i've mm -hmm. never built anything that hung from the right. ceiling i normally build I mean, I have Usually things that are, come they come up from the like ground. And, and <laughs> right, yeah. And, you know, sometimes I will, you know, tie them off if they're in big public spaces mm -hmm. or something just to make sure no one, like, runs into them. Right. But uh, most of the time, yeah, they're more sculptural installation in that sense. So these, these are hanging and... And it was great. Like a chandelier of birds yeah, yeah. that have lights in them. Right. And and if you look at the structure that they're coming from, it's very beautiful sculpture of a uh, infinity looking type. Um, yeah, it's a triple infinity metal fabricated thing. Right. And all the wires are behind it, of course. Right. So it houses mm -hmm. all of the electronics and all that. It's stuff. really cool. Thank I you. get a lot of compliments <laughs> on it. Good. Um, because I'll go there and look at it, and then some will like put their finger out the guy. No, everyone's dying. Like They're just like them. Oh, you could just see them, like, <laughs> like those little kids. My <laughs> like, oh, it's good. Oh, Tell it's, her she's no, good. That's just good. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, all the ladies who volunteer at the library work for the school district right. as librarians at one point, and they're retirees, and they go and. So you get an earful they, when you go they into They tell me that, oh, you're at least, oh, tell her it's good. They like it. I'm like, thank you. Well, thank you. I'll tell them thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my sister telling you thank you. Um, so, to wrap it up, do you have any, any uh, closing remark or any kind of show you have in the works or is there a movie you like very much <laughs> <laughs> oh you're right i'll be the entertainment guide next uh -huh. no uh I'll actually i have yeah nothing is is coming to mind nothing exciting i am christmas is coming i'm trying to be focused on you know doing that and my kids and you know getting back home i'm here working on the project again mm -hmm. probably come back and do a little bit of wrap up with it but yeah. Um, I'm not sure what I want to do next. I want to get in the studio and make some new work. Excellent. Well, I yeah. hope this inspires you to do that. And um, I'm really glad you came. I love you. I love you too. And thanks for being the podcast guest. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Lisa, for catching a pocket with me today. Um, I really appreciate you. Merry Christmas to you and the girls. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. And as for everyone else, thank you for listening. Catch a Pocket Podcast is brought to you by me. Because I love you and I think you deserve the best. Also, you can email me if you have thoughts or feelings about it at catchapocket at gmail.com. Google Play Podcasts plays Catch a Pocket, as well as Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and hopefully many more. Thanks, everybody. Have a happy new year. Stay safe out there. And I hope you catch a pocket you can be proud of. See you later.